greatest weapon of all. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. It's time you started talking. All we can ever do for our heroes is remember them. And they gave up two lives. The one they were living in and the one they would have lived. They gave up everything for our country, for us. They pray for freedom and justice. Some veterans are not getting the timely care that they need. Less than 1% of Americans serving in uniform. Good news is, is that in recent years, we've made historic investments to boost the VA budget. What is it? Why should we care? We should care about press freedom because... Because we were informed. In democratic societies, free, diverse, and pluralist media enable public debates and are essential checks You don't look power. status. Let's discuss. Hey guys, welcome to Vet to Vet podcast. A new episode about uh, CAVC and the reversal. About... Uh, the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims and Reversal. Yep. So this um, podcast will highlight the uh, U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims struggle with the reversal uh, the BVA Court. And we will argue that uh, CAVC should adopt this rule. Whenever a veteran highlights a reversible error in the BVA's decision, the CAVC must reverse and order the benefits to be awarded, absent a showing by the secretary that remand is necessary. So this rule follows a certain intent of Congress and properly applies the benefit of the doubt rule. So let's go into details. The focus of the previous episode was not about removing the protections the veteran currently enjoys in order to reduce delays in the VA, but rather targeting a bureaucratic delay affecting approximately 70% of the cases that come before the CAVC after a BVA and uh, eliminating the hamster wheel of remands and appeals by which the VA is able to seemingly endlessly develop new theories to deny veterans claims. So maybe the burden to show that uh, there is a need uh, for a remand should rest solely on the VA. So the default position should be a complete reversal, with remand being an option only when the VA makes a showing of necessity. So a brief history of uh, the CAVC and the reversal. Nearly all would agree that the CAVC has struggled with uh, when to reverse the BVA. However, the CAVC has not always struggled with this issue. The CAVC's view on reversals has evolved even in its very short history. In an early dis, uh, decision, the CAVC reversed the decision of the BVA, denied the request for remand, and ordered the award of benefits. Hearsay versus uh, Derwin. Derwinski, the CAVC rejected the request to remand and reverse the decision of the BVA when the BVA failed to consider a number of relevant pieces of evidence. The CAVC dis, uh, discussed both how the BVA erred in its use of evidence and how it erred in failing to consider certain other evidence. The CAVC reversed the BVA's decision and held the denial of benefits was clearly erroneous in light of un controverted evidence in appellant's favor. Nevertheless, a few years later in Hicks uh, versus Brown, 
The CAVC declined to issue a reversal because the BVA had not made a finding on a specific issue in which there was evidence both for and against the claim. The CAVC refused to reverse because the lack of adequate reasons or basis in the BVA's decision frustrates effective judicial review. This foreshadowed the, discre uh, the direction the CAVC would uh, head in its hesitancy to reverse decisions of the BVA. Using this decision as support, the CAVC often remanded cases rather than order straight reversal of the BVA's decision. This trend changed, however, when the CAVC decided uh, Paget versus Nicholson and Paget CAVC reversed a decision of the BVA and held that the evidence needed to be uncontroverted in order to be subject to a reversal. The CAVC held that it was bound by its congressional mandate to reverse all of those decisions in which the BVA's finding was contrary to the only plausible resolution of the key factual issue on the record. But the CAVC declined to take the next logical step. That is to say, the CAVC had never held that it should reverse erroneous decisions of the BVA when the BVA has failed. That is, uh, that is to say the CAVC has never held that it should reverse erroneous decisions of the BVA when the BVA has failed to make a factual determination and any determination made adverse to the veteran would be clearly erroneous. As discussed previously, the CAVC refused to do so in Byron, but also, but as this article suggests, the next logical step for the CAVC is to reverse all erroneous decisions of the BVA and place onus on the secretary to show why a remand is necessary. Mm. So it's about having responsibility. So what's the um, jurisdiction of the CAVC? The CAVC is a unique protection for our veterans created by Congress as an independent court of appeal separate from the VA system. With the ability to provide judicial review of the VA's decisions, the CAVC was designed to have exclusive jurisdiction over all appeals concerning requests for benefits from the VA. The CAVC has jurisdiction to review factual, legal, and constitutional questions and has the power to affirm, modify, or reverse a decision of the BVA or to remand the matter as appropriate. As this new court has developed its unique body of veterans law, it has taken seriously its mission to protect the interest of the veteran. But as time has passed, the CAVC has become increasingly reticent to fully exercise its jurisdiction. Instead of being able to use the VA structure and the CAVC to quickly receive benefits, the veterans are suffering through seemingly endless cycles of denials, appeals, and remands in order to get benefits they deserve. This is not the pro-veteran and pro-claimant system Congress in intended. Much like its sister Court of Appeal, there are three primary standards of review under which CAVC reviews cases. De novo for questions of law, clear error for questions of fact, and abuse of discretion for discretionary decisions and mixed questions of fact and law. The CAVC seeks legitimacy as a federal Court of Appeal but in order to do so, it must exercise all authority of, the, of an appellant court to include the authority to reverse any judgment as may be just under the circumstances. 
the CAVC should properly reverse decisions of the BVA under all three standards of review. So we're going to focus first on the reversal um, um, reversal. So the first one is reversal. Is it appropriate for legal questions? So some may suggest that the standard this article proposes would be aggrandizing the CAVC and make, making the BVA practically pointless. But that simply isn't the case. There are certainly there are certainly going to be instances when the VA will show the necessity of a remand and the CAVC will be required to remand the case back to the BVA for further consideration. For instance, suppose the BVA ruled as a matter of law that a regulation had a certain definition and consistent with that determination ruled that no evidence on the topic was necessary. The CAVC may later reverse that legal determination, but since the BVA failed to make the necessity the necessary underlying factual developments due to its erroneous legal determination, there is now no evidence uh, on point. Since there is now a complete lack of evidence on point, the Secretary could easily show the necessity of a remand, and the CABC would need to remand the case back to the BVA for it to make necessary factual changes. The scenario more suited for reversal is one in which the facts are undisputed and the only issue on the appeals of, is the validity of a certain statute or regulation. For instance, suppose a veteran applied for benefits under the 38 uh, USC 1151 and the BVA determined that each of the three elements of the claim had been met but the BVA still denied the claim because of a VA regulation that determined the way in which the veteran was injured constituted willful misconduct. And thus the, the disability was not compensationable. In this scenario, if the CAVC struck down the VA's regulation and the veteran's conduct was no longer considered willful misconduct, the veteran would indisputably be entitled to benefits. The BVA's determination that the veteran had established each of the elements set out in 1151 could not be disturbed on appeal and the CABC, if choosing to strike down the regulation, could reverse the decision and order the benefits to be awarded. But this will likely not be the situation. There will, there will likely be times when a veteran appeals to the CABC challenging the validity of a VA rule or regulation and even if the CAVC strikes down that rule or regulation there will be a need for remand in order for the regional office or the BVA to reevaluate the claim under the correct legal standard. That is why the standard proposed by this article is logical. Preserves court resources and ensures the veteran receives his or her benefits as quickly as possible. If, as in the first scenario of this, of this section, the BVA needs to make certain factual findings, the VA can meet its burden of, and show that remand is the correct option. Conversely, under the second scenario, if the veteran is indisputably entitled to benefits but for the VA's erroneous legal interpretation, the VA will not be able to meet its burden and the CABC should properly reverse the BVA's decision and award the benefits. The second point that you want to focus is reversal. Is it appropriate for factual questions? If reversing 
legal questions did not seem complicated enough, it is even more controversial to argue the CAVC should re reverse factual decisions of the BVA. There are three types of factual errors the BVA may make. First, the BVA may make a clearly erroneous factual finding. Second, the BVA may make a factual finding that does not have a plausible basis in the record. Third, the BVA may fail to make a factual finding. First, an, an error is made if the BVA had made a clear erroneous decision. The clearly erroneous standard has been used by the CABC since its inception in 1988, but looking at the CABC's application of the standard, it appears that the CABC is not consistently performing uh, thorough reviews of BVA findings and the congressional intent for a board standard of review has often been narrowed in application. A decision is clearly erroneous as defined by the U.S. Supreme Court when, although there is evidence to support it, the reviewing court on the entire evidence is left with a definite and firm conviction that a mistake has been committed. Of course, the CABC may not reverse a factual finding simply because it has reached a different decision. But once CABC determines the BVA's factual findings are clearly erroneous, it should apply the burden shifting proposed by this article. The CABC would then start in the default position of issuing a reversal and may only choose to issue a remand if the secretary makes the showing of necessity of a remand. Second, the BVA may make a factual error if there is not a possible basis in the record for the decision. If the BVA had made a factual determination but has not supported the decision with evidence, or there is uncontroverted evidence to the contrary, the CAVC may reverse that finding. Again, when addressing such a factual error, the CAVC should start in the default position of issuing a reversal, and then only choose to issue a remand if the Secretary makes the showing of necessity of a remand. Third, a decision may constitute a factual error even when the BVA fails to make a factual finding. It is important to note that the failure of the BVA to make a factual finding does not prohibit the CABC from looking at the record and determining that any contrary determination would be clearly erroneous and subject to reversal. It is clear that the CABC is most uncomfortable issuing a reversal when the BVA has failed to make a particular factual determination, even if there is no legitimate dispute as to the outcome of the determination the BVA must make. The argument is often made made the CABC does not have the power to make factual determinations and therefore cannot exercise its appellate review. If there is not a factual decision made below, however, um, the reversal of the BVA factual determination by the CABC does not amount to a fact-finding in the same manner that appellate court may grant judgment as a matter of law contradicting a jury verdict. Some veteran, scholar, uh, some veteran law scholars have proposed the CABC use a hypothetical standard of review by which the CABC would have the authority to reverse erroneous decisions of the BVA, even if the BVA failed to make a factual finding. The CABC could issue a reversal if on the state of the evidence, any factual finding made against the claimant would have been clearly erroneous.
in a perfect world, the CABC could remain a case in which a factual determination needed to be made, the BVA would make a missing factual finding in favor of the veteran on remand and the veteran would be quickly awarded the requested benefits, ending the delay for the veteran. But that scenario is unlikely to occur. On remand, it is more likely the BVA would make a factual determination in favor of the VA and the veteran would once again have to appeal to the CAVC to reverse the clearly erroneous decision of the BVA. Thus, the best option for the CAVC to start in the default position of issuing a reversal and only issue a remand if the secretary makes a showing of the necessity of a remand. Um, so we're making a point so that the burden for remand should rely solely on the VA. And as argued above, the CAVC should adopt this rule. Whenever a veteran highlights a reversible error in the BVA's decision, the CAVC must reverse and order the benefits to be awarded, absent uh, showing by the secretary that a remand is necessary. This rule follows the clear intent of Congress and properly applies the benefits of the doubt rule. Because otherwise you end up in the system and uh, waiting for the same amount of time for your case to be heard. Yeah, and you just go right back in line. Yep. <coughs> so, the statutory constitution shows Congress wanted more reversals. Is it so? Veteran advocate advocacy organizations have testified numerous times before both House and Senate Veterans Affairs Committees arguing that the CAVC has failed to exercise its full appellant review of the BVA decisions. And Congress has expressed concern that the CAVC is giving too much uh, deference to the determinations of the BVA. In response to these concerns in the Veterans Benefit Act of 2002, Congress specifically added the phrase or reverse to the CABC's scope of review in regards to clearly erroneous factual determinations. Thus, Congress gave the CABC a clear command to reverse cases as opposed to remanding when the factual determinations of the BVA are clearly erroneous. Congress has given the CABC the power to affirm, modify, or reverse decisions of the BVA or to remand the matter as appropriate. The operative phrase in this section is or to remand the matter as appropriate. By starting this phrase with or, Congress has uh, signaled that the option to remand is the alternative to the above options, modifying, reversing, or affirming. Congress has placed an emphasis on the CABC making a firm decision when, po when possible whether it is to affirm, modify, or reverse. The CABC should only remand if those options are not appropriate. That leaves the question to which party bear, bear the burden of showing the appropriateness or the necessity of a remand. Because the CABC's review occurs in the adversarial stage of litigation, some may argue that the burden should be on the veteran, but to the contrary, the burden should be on the VA since the veteran has already met the burden of showing error in the BVA's decision. Once this is done, the CAVC's default position should be to issue a, ver a reversal and the burden should shift to the VA to show the necessity of a remand. 
This would occur in the same way burdens are shifted during a normal litigation process. Ordinarily, once a plaintiff has made it prima facie, uh, a prima facie, how do you say that word again? God damn it. Prima facie. Uh, prima facie. Prima facie, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Jackass. Um, Ordinary. Yeah. Ordinarily, when a plaintiff has made a prima facie showing of each element of a cause of action, the burden shifts to the defendant to prove any applicable defenses. If none can be proven, judgment must be entered in favor of the plaintiff. The same should be true for the veteran. Once the veteran has shown an error in the BVA's decision, the burden should shift to the VA to show why a remand would be necessary. Failure to show the necessity of a remand should result in the veteran being awarded a reversal. While this may require an additional briefing by the CAVC, the amount of time it takes for additional briefing to occur pales in comparison to the amount of time a remand would add to the veteran's delay in getting benefits. The Supreme Court has consistently held that it is more appropriate whenever po uh, possible to correct errors reachable by the appeal rather than remit the parties to a new collateral proceeding. Yeah, so the other point we want to argue is that the CBC's uh, jurisdictional stature should be read in conjunction with the benefit as a doubt rule. So, as discussed above, the veterans' law is replete with protections for our nation's veterans. One protection is the benefit of doubt rule. The benefit of doubt rule provides that when there is an approximate balance of positive and negative evidence regarding any issue material to the determination of matter, the secretary shall give benefit of doubt to the claimant. Many would like to think this rule is, is not relevant when determining the CAVC's jurisdiction, but the benefit of doubt rule could have an application in the CAVC's decision whether to reverse or demand. The question that the CAVC faces after determining that there is an error in the BVA's decision is whether a reversal or is appropriate. <clears throat> if it is not, the CAVC will issue a remand. This is where the benefit of doubt rule should come into play. When evaluating whether a reversal is appropriate, the CAVC should weigh the evidence and if there is an approximate amount of positive and negative evidence, decide the issue in favor of the veteran and issue a reversal. So uh, how the reversal would work in practice? Uh, as uh, uh, by no means arguing that it is a simple task in determining how the CAVC should decide a case. As um, one CAVC judge has pointed out, the standard of judicial review for various BVA, BVA de determinations is an exceedingly murky area of our jurisprudence. So, however, when looking at Congress' intent, there is a clear manifestation of intent for the CAVC to exercise broad review of BVA decisions and reverse, not remand, incorrect decisions of the BVA. So, we already uh, shown uh, how a failure by the CAVC to reverse decisions of the BVA can cause a veteran to be stuck in an endless loop of remands and appeals, which has even resulted in claimants dying before being able to establish uh, entitlement to benefits. 
The third and final veteran story will show how the CVC could uh, dramatically uh, reduce the amount of time it takes for a veteran to get the benefits requested by issuing a straight reversal and ordering the benefits to be awarded. The CAVC has the jurisdiction and a mandate by Congress to reverse and not remand erroneous decisions of the BVA. This ability to reverse applies equally to both legal errors and factual errors. Once an error has been identified, the CABC should start in the default position of issuing a complete reversal. If the Secretary cannot show how on remand the BVA would likely still reach a result unfavorable to the claimant, the CABC should reverse an order and award benefits. The CABC is becoming increasingly more inclined to issue reversals when the BVA has made an error of law but the trend concerning factual appeals is to remand the case back to the BVA for further proceedings. As this article has suggested, CABC does not need to automatically remand factual questions back to the BVA. Instead, the CABC should automatically reverse errors of the BVA if the evidence is uncontroverted and the findings was against the veteran, or if the evidence is not uncontroverted but the only plausible view of the evidence is in favor of the veteran. And even in cases where the BVA fails to make a necessary finding, the CABC should ask whether on the state of the record a finding by the BVA against the veteran would leave the CABC on appellate review with the definite and firm conviction that a mistake has been committed. If so, the CABC should reverse the decision of the BVA order the benefits to be awarded and not allow the VA to work on remand to develop new theories to deny the claim. The thanks of our grateful nation are not enough to properly repay, repay our nation's veterans. Our nation owes it to its veterans to make sure we fulfill Abraham Lincoln's mandate to care for him who shall have borne the battle and to do so as quickly and efficiency as possible. Um. That's it, guys. Uh, do you have any uh, book or stuff to recommend? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it, but Howard Stern Comes Again is a pretty good book with nothing but a lot of his great interviews. And it's really cool to read if you look at if you just want to look at the interviews and it's not necessarily chapters. It, you could look at the characters that you like and just read it from there. But you should check out Howard Stern's books. He's pretty good. And a quote or words of wisdom of the day? Never tell people how to do things. Tell them what to do and they'll surprise you with their ingenuity. Said by George Patton. That's it, folks. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Until next time, yeah. over and out. Thank you, guys.